Hello and welcome to the Vorthos cast. I'm Janelli, and if I had a playtest card, it would be a Vanguard card that said, This Planeswalker can be your commander. I'm Lorelai Weissel, and if I had a playtest card, it would be a Homerid Lord. Probably a legendary one. I'm Brian Dawes, and if I had a playtest card, it would be a two-sided card with the first side being an elf warrior creature, legendary creature, and the back side <laughs> being a legendary planeswalker. It would be Abzan colored, so I can play all of the Lorwyn elves in one deck. And um, it would be elf tribal related, so that would be very nice. It would be Eladomri's planeswalker card that you always no, wanted? No, it, it, it would it would be some anagram of my name, probably. all right well for news this week we should mention that war of the spark forsaken is out Uh... we we are going to have an entire episode dedicated to it in in december where we will talk about it in detail uh but for now know that it's out you can see plenty of reviews online if you want uh to get some information before you get started it's funny that you said an entire episode, because that's cut down from our original schedule. Yeah, we were planning to do a lot more on it, but yeah. So, our feature for the week is the Mystery Booster playtest cards. These Mystery Boosters were a big surprise, a big black box, as Gavin puts in his article, up until Magic Fest Richmond with the world premiere. Each of them were 15 cards, 14 of them were reprints, but one of the cards were these interesting playtest cards that weren't silver border. They occupy a different space, like they're not quite polished mechanics. There's, some of them are things they would never do, but aren't like the wacky kind of thing that they would want for silver border. And some of them are things that, uh, as Mero says, they are thinking about maybe doing in the future. So each of them is printed to look like an actual R&D playtest card. Uh, that is, they are they look like the stickers that get slapped on top of regular magic cards for playtests in R&D. So we're going to spend some time today going through these cards one by one. Not all of them, but the, uh, the most interesting ones. The moment these were revealed... Uh, we hopped into our Twitter chat for the podcast and we're like, yo, we totally got to do a Flavor Gems episode on these, right? And we were like, yeah, absolutely. This is ridiculous. So here we are doing a Flavor Gems episode for cards that don't even exist. So you're welcome, Fourth Host Cast family. <laughs> this is This is a hell of a project. So the first card we want to talk about is called Aggressive Crag, uh, and it is just a mountain with an angry face the saying, fight me. I just thought it was a very, very cute test card. Like, I love, I love that these are just, like, random doodles and scribbles. It adds a certain charm to these that I don't think they would have otherwise. The second card we wanted to talk about was Animate Spell. Which is uh, it's a cute it's a cute spell by itself, but what I love about it is it is a uh, like an MPL star, like the star you see as the uh, set icon or the set symbol for promos. Yeah, <laughs> and it's been given you know arms, little stick arms, little stick legs, and uh, mouth and eyes. It's it's super adorable. 
The uh, next card I want to talk about is Baneslayer Aspirant. So this piece was by Taylor Ingverson, who is an art director in R&D. Uh, and what's cute about the card is it becomes a Baneslayer Angel, more or less, without the protection from Demons and Dragons. The next card we want to talk about is Barry's Land. Now, this is a land with a lot of history, and it's very cute that they printed this. I'm going to use the word cute on this on this set a lot. So, Barry's Land was kind of a thought exercise a long time ago about adding a sixth color to magic. And it has kind of become infamous. Quote, unquote, color. What? Quote, unquote, color. A sixth basic land type for domain in Invasion. I like that they added, made it a cloud, because one of the questions is, after everything else they've done, how how do you define uh, a sixth basic land? Um, especially because, you know, dual cards have pretty much claimed every kind of geological feature. Okay, coming up with new names for lands is excruciating. So what is very cute about this one, uh, and Lorelei just led me right into it, is that it has Barry, the stick figure in the artwork, saying domain plus one. (laughs) so this is great because like there's a card named draco in the set which i remember as one of my favorite legends way back in the day but it's a card that costs like it's an artifact dragon that costs like 16 to cast and then has an upkeep based on how many uh basic lands you have but it also gets cheaper based on how many basic land types you have uh so i thought it was really cute that this ended up in a set with those kinds of mechanics Shout out to whatever colorless commander players go out there and actually spend a fortune getting a whole bunch of Barry's lands for their commander deck. <laughs> yeah, only plebs use wastes. <laughs> the next card we want to talk about is Bombardment, which is art by magic artist James Arnold, who did a couple pieces. Um, and it's just a cute, uh, uh, ruined building because all the pieces of the building inside were turned into missiles. Um, you, you gave him the title of magic artist. He is their graphic, one of their graphic designers. Well, he's a magic artist now. Yes. Uh, well, so he did, um, Mirari Conjecture, I think was his first card, uh, in Dominaria. Yes. And he also did Two Unveil Tree Folk. Oh, from, yeah, that's right. The, um, the storybook frame. Yeah, he the showcase it's the showcase frame. I actually noticed a number of I guess graphic artists in the building uh were called on to do some of these um showcase frames because you'll see their name pop up on the showcase frame as an artist and also on these test cards. Yeah, I know I know one of the showcases they grabbed uh some folks from D&D, so that's cool. So, uh the next card I just want to mention uh Chronobot is cute because uh, it literally has a clock face. Its face is a clock. Uh, <laughs> there are quite a few of these that are just bad puns and things that I, I love. You mean good puns? Yes, good puns. There's no such thing as a bad pun. Only a bad punner. Uh, Command the Chaff is another great one where uh, it has Chimney Imp, one with nothing, and another card. Does... Any of you live listeners know what that third piece 
in Command the Chaff is. Oh yeah, I meant to look that up earlier and I didn't. Oops. I could I could not figure it out. Uh the other two were pretty easy. But this was there are a couple cards in here. I guess this this product was put together while George Fan, the creator of Plants vs. Zombies, was in the building because he's the actually the artist on a few of these. Uh the next card is Control Wind Condition, which is like the generic big blue creature that is hard to kill and gets better as the game goes on. Uh, the one thing that really, really gets my goat about this is that the type line says it's a whale, but the illustration is very clearly based on a basking shark. But also, like, I'm not going to give artists for these much of a hassle, but, like, it's a thing that only I care about. <laughs> um, but, like, it's... I'm amused that they went, like, the, the big sea monster route for it. Uh, just like, um, what was the one in cons? Pearl-like Agent. Which was a no, the Leviathan. Yeah. So, real quick, one of our live listeners just pointed out the last piece of art is Mudhole from Odyssey. Oh, yes! I think I had that card. Yes. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Thank you, Heavenly Evan. I knew, like, I knew I recognized the pose and I was going to go look it up, and then I didn't do it. Mudhole. So next up is Corrupted Key, which is notice- notable because it has OG magic artist and presumably someone who still works in the building, Tom Wainerstrand. Uh, and it is printed on top of a witch claw talisman. I actually went and checked to see <laughs> what it was. What's cute is that all of these are put on. Uh, thematically appropriate cards um or just cards of the correct type they've been graphic designed over and a few of them they deliberately adjust you know like you don't always put the sticker on straight they deliberately change the orientation a little bit so that you can get a peek at the card underneath which i thought was a nice touch sometimes you put the sticker on gay yes yes (laughs) uh the next card is cyclopean cyclopean titan Uh, which is on top of a Cyclopean Giant uh, and references the Cyclopean Giant card, which I thought was cool. But it also references Cyclopean Snare. Like, like it doubles down on a terrible Time Spiral card that was, um, what was it, Cyclopean Zombie and Cyclopean Tomb or something? I don't remember. It was like two old crappy cards from early Magic got combined into this really bizarre card in Time Spiral. And this one makes it even more bizarre by referencing another really esoteric card. This one's from uh, OG Ravnica. And it's just like, the jokes. The jokes. I love jokes. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great reference. I love the Time Spiral level reference of a time spiral spiral card here um this next one i swear to god domesticated water course which is a a horse pun because it is a water course uh it's it's like an aqueduct that it turns into a horse in the artwork which is it's something else it's certainly something else (laughs) <laughs> oh boy. Um, the next card is Enchanted Prairie, which is uh, a land that is also an enchantment 
that uh, into the battlefield tapped and taps for Azorius, or it taps for a white or blue. But it's the land that everyone wishes that Theros had at some point because we had the Mirrodin artifact lands, but we never got enchantment lands. And as much as people wanted them, I don't think we're ever going to get them. So, yeah, they made that mistake with artifact lands, and they will never do enchantment lands. Oh, oh believe me, I played standard during that standard, and I I never want like people who who clamor for the artifact lands to be unbanned in modern do not know what they ask for. <laughs> what i like about these cards though in general um is yes they say not for use and constructed but like you can do whatever you want if you're playing on a kitchen table um so many of these cards are also awesome for cube if you want to build a cube that has like a white blue enchantment theme maybe built off of some of the cards from Eldraine, you now have a land that you can put in your cube that not only fixes mana for that archetype but also provides an enchantment for it it's really dope and really cool and uh, there, there are lots of cards in the set that have me itching to build a cube again. So this is another piece by James Arnold. I just thought I'd mention it. Uh, I pointed out, I'm going to point out all the uh, magic artists, i.e. people who have art on regular magic cards in this, including our next one, which is Enchantmentize, which is a fantastic name, number one. Uh, the artwork is also done by Rebecca Ahn, which I, I apologize if I mispronounced your last name, Rebecca. Uh, she is known for the Foulmire Knight Showcase from Eldraine. It's a terrible name. Enchantmentize is terrible. We have to get something else. Cannot be printed. So the next card is Enroll the Coalition, which was done by Chris Mooney. They are great. Uh, you should follow them on Twitter. The card itself, the artwork here, is based on Coalition Honor Guard down to the triangle in the same spot as the card. And the Coalition symbol in Coalition Honor Guard is slightly different than the Coalition symbol you see everywhere else, which is why I was a bit confused until I did a little bit of research and saw exactly what they were referencing with this one. The next card is Evil Boros Charm, which... If if you if you didn't think it was funny enough that they were like inverting the Boro symbol and the fist has the letters um, Boro tattooed on it, um, <laughs> the card itself is just a fantastic design thing. So um, a lot of things that have happened in recent Magic history, uh, <clears throat> Modern Horizons, was uh, some playing around with the color pie. And because uh, there's there's a lot of uh, red and white effects that mono black can also do. So if you remember spiting, uh, smiting helix from Modern Horizons, that was a card that was like, hey, uh, you know, lightning helix can be a black card or a white and red card. And Evil Boros Charm is uh, playing with that again with hybrid mana. So, um, you know, card name deals two damage to any target and you gain two life. That is something you can like lightning helix you can do with just black mana or red and white mana unblocked attacking creatures get plus one plus zero until end of turn team pumping is in red and white and in black um black has especially had stuff like that associated with mechanics like menace or fear or intimidate and then you can create a one one colorless spirit creature token with lifelink and haste so if you pay red and white that is a spirit that has a red ability and a white ability, but those are also the two mechanics that overlap um, 
white and red respectively in black so it's a card it's a charm with three modes that can all be things within the color pie for mono black or red and white and like that's so deep and inside baseball-y and i just love it especially because it's like called evil boros charm the next card is experiment five which is already a play on experiment one and this is a bear snake mutant so the bear snakes are um a a specific thing to gavin verhey since he was a child like bear snakes were like an animal he made up as a kid which was like two years ago gavin's like a baby (laughs) (laughs) but like so like they've been an in-joke in his family and have like continued in his family traditions and now he like in he created a set with weird playtest cards where he was able to just say hey magic is gonna have a bear snake now so he he has a bear snake card in magic that exists and that's like there are so many goofy things that you can do in this and like so there's there's a lot of in jokes uh we'll, we'll get to more of them later but like this is a huge one I'm, I'm really happy for gavin that he got to do a product where he got to actually put a bear snake in that's it's really cute so the next card is form of the mull drifter which is another piece with artwork by george fan this one is pretty easy to figure out it's like form of the dragon except you're the mull drifter i love the implications of the spell like just you like when it enters the battlefield you draw a card and then all your creatures have evoke is super cool that would be a really cool ability to have like i really wish that they would do that just just give us go back to lore one and give us more evoke please anywho that might be slanted in an elf direction but hey that would be a really cool enchantment anywho the next card is frenemy of the guild pact it's a one green one colorless 3-2 3-2 spirit that says protection from enemy colored multicolor. Um, so I love that the art has a guy who looks to be giving someone who could be Jace something and is holding a cudgel with nails behind his back. So the art is super cool and I love the frenemy being um, like being hinted at with the protection from enemy colored multicolored so it's great oh um he's handing stuff it they are um they look like tracings of uh rao kaya and dovin so one we didn't mention but i thought i i should real quick one i didn't have the on on the agenda is five kids in a trench coat which is just just great (laughs) that's really all i gotta say about that one (laughs) it's it's perfect i'm i'm hoping it's a reference to evan Irwin. And his five kids, which is an ongoing meme on Magic Mike's. So, <laughs> five kids, y'all. Um, Frontier Explorer is the next card, and what I like about this is that it is a just a cat eating grass. It's a cat. <laughs> it's, scalp. Like a, it's like a house cat eating grass outside. Which you know, a lot of a lot of indoor cats when they finally escape outside do think they are Frontier Explorers and go about. The first thing they do is eat grass and cough it up. So props to Mary Josberger, who did the artwork on this, because the cat looks great, and also it's hilarious. Also, this card's, like, wicked good in Commander. 
So you three and tapped until under turn, you may play one basic land card from outside the game. So this is like legit just mana ramp and mono white. So if you have like a cat commander deck, pick this card up. It's really good. Or any commander deck. Give 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 me that. I want that. <laughs> Our next card is Generated Horizons. Another card that I would not mind having in commander. It's two green and two colorless or two generic for enchantment that says beginning of your upkeep create a forest land token but the, the the best part about this card on top of it being a super awesome card that i wish existed was the fact that it's making it's basically someone having um microsoft paint or some kind of digital art program open and they have an art of a tree in in there and it looks like they're copy pasting the tree into this art and <laughs> like it's it's so great like <laughs> it's it's an ongoing joke in digital art that it's just as simple as copying and pasting this stuff uh and it's it's just great to kind of I don't know i don't know what to say other than take the piss out of that argument <laughs> i also love that the file name is forest for the trees v2 this is the the next card, the card that pained me the most. <laughs> so this is Golgari Death Swarm. A three black green for a creature bat fungus horror with flying and vigilance 4-4. Four, four. So this is a reference to the very, very terrible question from Great Designer Search 3 Test. The most convoluted question I've ever seen on that thing is, I hate that question. I'm so mad at it. Like, I literally got in a Twitter argument with Mark Rosewater over it. And it's back to haunt my dreams. A lot of people are <laughs> have turned the, you know, the Black Green Saturday Angel into a meme. And I, I hate it so much because, like, actual mental anguish. Because that te test was terrible. I'm sorry. The test was terrible. It's terrible um a question in particular but like look it's printed stop asking for it nobody likes it i mean a lot of people like it but don't worry about it also quick mention on gorilla tactics like the animal gorilla so there, there's a card gorilla tactics that exists in magic it's a red burn spell that does more damage if it's discarded so we now have a green version that makes a 2-2 gorilla token or two when an opponent makes you discard it so it's like a mechanical double to the actual gorilla tactics card but it takes the other spelling of gorilla which is cute also there's little gorillas on it so next card uh is how to keep an is it mage busy which is absolutely my number one my favorite card of these test cards uh, it's got the best name there, uh, and I love the little text box on it that says, Can we make it arcane? Imaginary Friends is another uh, really cute one here. It's got Jeskai Ojutai vibes. Uh, I like that it creates like three zero zero spirit tokens because they're imaginary. They don't really exist, so <laughs> they don't actually get to come out. Uh, Impatient Iguana is a, a cute one. Uh, they're in the bottom left corner, there's a little face that says, I heart lizards. Uh, but what I also like is the impatient iguana looks like the kind of player that's flicking his cards, except he's flicking his tail here because he's waiting for you to go. Next up is innocuous insect, 
which has a cast trigger and has buyback on a creature, which is weird. But because it's a cast trigger, they made it an Eldrazi insect to reference the fact that Eldrazi have um, cast triggers usually instead of ETBs. Uh, but also this is art done by Jay Han Chu, who is an in-house uh, concept artist and then occasionally does some art. Um, he's so nice. He got into magic for illustrating Hummered Explorer. Uh, he was sought out for some uh, lobster folk fan art he did for an RPG campaign he was running with his girlfriend. And um, they found him to do Hummered Explorer, the card that I'm partially responsible for, unknowingly. Um, I, I got to meet uh, Jahan earlier this year, and, and, and I have a, a couple cards signed by him now. And uh, he's fantastic. And I'm so happy that, like, he gets to work in house at Wizards now. It's like dope. Yeah, that's awesome. There's a lot of weird lands in this set. And while they've said they're probably not doing another creature land in actual magic because Dryad Arbor is a nightmare, they do have Jasconian Isle here. So this is a reference to Island Fish Jasconius, which, despite having island and fish in its name, is not actually a land island. But this <laughs> one is. So uh, as they, they put the card text of... Uh, island fish jaskinus onto this but also make it a land that is an island so you have a zero mana three four that is can also tap for mana but a dtb's tapped and doesn't and you have to pay two blue to untap it during your upkeep and it's just like here's an old 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 magic joke and they're like hey let's just do the thing and it's a trace of that original art too Yes, uh, the, the, the art is, like, just the art, except with a happy sun on it. <laughs> um, next up is, uh, so remember at the beginning of this episode where I said if uh, I was a playtest card, I would be a Hummered Lord that's probably legendary? So, it turns out, there's one of those in this set. Because I, I, I have now personally inspired two Hummerids designed in magic. Uh, one real one and one fake one, because now we have Cod, Etlin Sheath's Envoy. It's a uh, two and a blue for a legendary creature, Hummerid Warrior, for two, three. All lands are islands in addition to their other types, and other Hummerids, Camerids, Cephalids, Nautilids, and Merfolk you control get plus one, plus one. And the idea is this is a Hummerid diplomat that has uh, gone to the Vodalian colony of Etlin Sheath's to bring all the peoples together you can see a uh what looks like a merfolk and some other critter back there uh, i believe uh uh dave humphreys in uh watsi did the art for this he does a lot of design and dev work this is just a card that uh exists for me and like nobody else <laughs> ha it's helping the vodolians well, that's like it like exists to troll me. Like I can't I can't believe damn you, Gavin. <laughs> um I'm absolutely gonna build a commander deck though. And I don't know how yet. I I was not prepared for this. I just got a surprise legendary Hummer dropped in my lap and now I have no idea what to do. So I'm I'm figuring that part out. But like damn you, Gavin. <laughs> you beautiful man. <laughs> I'm so tempted just to build this as a Merfolk deck just to troll you. I hate you, Brian. 
(laughs) (laughs) The next card is Crosian Adaptation. It's a one green enchantment aura that has enchant creature and storm. Um, When you cast this card, copy it. For each spell cast before it, this turn is storm, obviously. Enchanted creature gets plus one plus zero in vigilance. But the thing is, it's an enchantment. So you get copies of this enchantment that are tokens. So you could put multiple tokens that gives a creature plus one in vigilance on different things. And the art is a callback to Crozion Wayfarer, because it has the same guy standing out in the front of the card. Crozion Wayfarer was a bad card, but, you know, it's cool. The art is really... It's a really good reference. But, uh... Storm enchantments would be really interesting with constellations, so I'm all about it. The next card is Ral's Vanguard, which is just a cool idea because we haven't had a Vanguard card in like two decades almost. They came out mostly around the um, the time of the Weatherlight Saga and adjusted how you played the game, but haven't really been addressed since, so it was cool to see these Vanguard cards come back. Basically, they were like emblems that adjusted your starting hand or life totals or stuff and gave you benefits and drawbacks. It's almost like a precursor to Commander. Yeah. Um, so this card was actually illustrated by David McDarby, who's a, who's a Watsi employee and cosplays Ral like uh, all the time. Pretty much any opportunity he gets to cosplay Ral at an event or anything he does. And it's it's uh, pretty cool. Oh, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. So large pox. In old magic, there was a card called pox. It made everyone sacrifice and discard like a third of a bunch of stuff. In Time Spiral, they referenced it with smallpox, which was like pox, but you only do one thing. And this is large pox, which does a whole bunch of other things, and is just playing on the pox joke. And a lot of these cards just have playtest names, but if I was like, if this was, if these were like real cards in a set that I had to name, large pox would be one where I would probably comment and say like, hey, can we just keep this name? Because this name is really good. This is just a name that says the thing that it is. It is the joke. It is the reference. Let's keep it. And uh, that's that's that. Learned Learner is a cephalid card or a picture of a cephalid done by Nick Southam, who had also done the new Beanstalk Giant Showcase card, uh, which was excellent. So I like seeing artwork from Nick again. We also have Lightning Cult, which is just a great pun. It is obviously a pun on Lightning Bolt, but instead of a bolt, it's a cult. You get it? I also like it because it's a Lightning Bolt stapled to a Hill Giant. (laughs) Just like, I don't know how more alpha you get than that. Up after that is Luvak the Aberrant, which is a uh, blue-green mutant legend in the set. The reason I'm mentioning it is because the artwork is excellent, and it's excellent because it was done by magic art director Cynthia Shepard. I love Cynthia's art so much. She's so good at creepy art, and this thing is so weird and spirally. I love the fact that it's protected from modified creatures, and he modifies, or they modify... Uh, other creatures by putting plus one plus one counters on them so if you've changed the creature in any way by changing their power toughness or abilities um, by adding enchantments or something or adding counters 
he's protected, or they are protected from him, so. Anywho, the next card is Meryl's Gone Nuts. It's a GG enchantment that says double any effect that doubles, meaning it quadruples. And the art is, hey, look, I'm the DCI, multiplied a huge amount of time on the card. So the guy from Look at Me on the DCI is just multiplied all over the art, and it's it's great. I love it. It makes me super happy to look at it, and I want to put this <laughs> into my token decks. Metagamer is a great piece of art that features the metagamer holding a card of metagamer and just kind of does the <laughs> the the cyclical the arts just getting smaller and smaller uh, self-referential after that is mirrored lotus which is a cute reference to black lotus but it's a lotus looking at itself in the mirror mirrored lotus was illustrated by maros malaley who most of you do not know because she is not really a, a public facing watsi person but i work with her and she is fantastic and it's very cool that she got to do a piece after that is Personal Decoy, which is a planeswalker uh, illustrated and I think designed as well by Vorthos fan favorite, Allison Lurs. We sure do like Allison. Hey, hey Jay, what's, what's their planeswalker type? It's a duck. It, it's not Dak, though. It's not Dak. It's not okay, Dak. Just, just making sure we're clear. Th- thanks, Brian. Thanks. <laughs> Daggers. <laughs> hey, did everybody know Dak Faden is dead? <laughs> thanks for telling me, Lola. I, I had no clue. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you are so cruel. <laughs> All right. The next card is One with Death, which is a op- pretty obvious riff on One with Nothing. Uh, the art- artwork is done by the fantastic Robert Schuster. Uh, go Emmy the Unicorn. Yo, R- Robert's a fantastic human being. Also, like, they figured out a way to reference one with nothing, but make a card that's even worse than one with nothing. <laughs> Although it combos excellently with Hive Mind, in which it will kill everybody else in the game before it kills you. All right, our next card is Plain Merged Elf. The uh, three three for one green and four colorless elf warrior, and it has the abilities land land shift. Beginning of your upkeep, you may look at the top card of your library. If it's a land, you may reveal it. If you do, put a one one green elf warrior creature token into play. That's my kind of jam right there. And it also has kinfall. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, it shares a creature type with card name. Creature you control get plus one plus one until no turn. Also, my jam. So I love this card, and the art is hilarious. It's an elf, like seeming to like go into the ground. I'm assuming of a plane, and they they look super concerned. But don't worry, little elf. I've got your back. Uh, the next card is Rough, Underdog Champ. It's a two or two white, two colorless, legendary creature, dog soldier. All hounds are dogs, which is how it should have been from the get-go. Team and Hound. The, yes, no, no, dog. no. Team Dog. It has First Strike and Life Link, and it's a 3-2. And it also has the text, Underdog. If you've lost the game in this match... Card name and other dogs you control get plus one, plus one. I'm all about this. Give me this. Like, I need this. I just wish this were five colors so you could play all the hounds from 
Odyssey block, but uh, I'll settle for just this this white legendary dog and team dog because hounds are stupid. Give me dogs. Who's going to build the commander deck for Michael Lineman? Hey, Brian, what what did the dog say to the sandpaper? It's super rough. <laughs> the next card up is Sarah's Wings, but not the usual Sarah we talk about. <laughs> it is Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, which is a fantastic pun. Uh, congratulations, Sarah Kjortke, I think is the how you say the last name. Uh, apologize if not, it's a perfect pun. I loved it. <laughs> Our next card is... Seek Bolas's counsel. Oh gosh, I can't even read this this text. Uh, but basically, it, it, it's it has art of a guy lying on a bed on the phone with Bolas on the other side of the like the other side of the line, and he's probably answering questions while he's reading this book, and he's probably distracted because one of the modes on this card says you lose the game. You get an emblem where you have to pay the upkeep. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or sorry, it was the first part. Uh, yeah, you get an emblem with it. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you don't play Grixis, if you don't, you lose the game. So I wasn't crazy. I just get past that part for some reason. Yeah, this card is really great. It's uh, printed on top of a Cruel Ultimatum. Uh, and um, it's it's just everything is a reference to Bolas, and most of the things are bad because you don't want Bolas's help. It's it's so cute. I just love the, the stick figure dishing with Bolas over the phone. It's not a stick figure. He has volume. Yeah. Okay. The the sketch figure. Okay. Dishing with bolus on the phone. There are posters on that person's wall. One is the Amonkhet set symbol. The other is the bolus horns. But instead of the spirit gem in the middle, it's a heart. <laughs> it's so funny. The bolus fanboy about to get screwed by bolus. So the next card is the newest legendary sliver. They finally made a way to make a six-color sliver. This is Slivdrazi Monstrosity, which costs a colorless, a white, a blue, a black, a red, and a green. It's a legendary creature, Sliver Eldrazi, for an 8-8. Now, Eldrazi you control are slivers in addition to their other types. Slivers you control have Devoid and Annihilator 1, and you can pay 3 to create a 1-1 colorless Eldrazi Sliver creature token. It has Sacrifices creature, add 1 colorless mana. So this just blends Sliver Queen and, like, a generic Eldrazi. And uh, it's terrifying. Yep, cue the Michael Scott gif of, nope, don't like that. <laughs> um, like, I I can't reliably make colorless mana in my Sliver deck. Otherwise, I might be tempted to pick one up for it. But what I might potentially pick up is uh, Sliv Mizzet Hivemind. <laughs> it's a legendary creature, Dragon Sliver, for two, two blue, and two red for a 4-4. Four, four. And Slivers you control have flying, and whenever you draw a card, this creature deals one damage to any target and tap draw a card. And the flavor text is um, a riff on the original Niv Mizzet flavor text, but to spell out Sliv Mizzet instead of Niv Mizzet. Because um, it's just... Niv-Mizzet Draco Genius has a sliver. And, like, it's probably worth putting in the deck. There's also a banding sliver, which is just a 5-mana 3-3 white sliver that gives slivers you control banding, which I also might pick up for the deck 
like because that's just a regular sliver it just has an ability they'd never print but banding is like absurd that mechanic is so powerful and in a deck where you want to like drop a bunch of creatures that card's insane and i think i want it so i'm just gonna put this out there that sliff mizzet reminds me of trogdor the burninator it does so... look like the trogdor art <laughs> trogdor so, burninate in the countryside so the next card is Squidnapper, which might be the best name in this whole thing, because <laughs> I enjoy puns and jokes. Also, it's a squid pirate with, like, a pirate hat and an evil mustache. It's twirling its evil mustache. And, like, it just it just does the thing where it kidnaps someone and makes you pay a ransom. And I love it. I kind of wish they had done this in Ixalan, to be honest with you. Like, that ransom ability is super cool. Maybe we'll see it again. The idea is that some of these are things, the kinds of things they want to do. So the next card is by a friend of the show, Ethan Fleischer. It is called The Grand Tour, and it's like Fibblethip's vacation photos across the multiverse. So we see Fibblethip at City of Brass, Tomb of the Spirit Dragon, Approach of the Second Sun, Urborg Tomb of Yawgmoth, and hanging out at the Hell Vault. It's, it's great. I love it. I, I love it a lot. It's fantastic. I, I like that it basically amounts to a flicker spell, except if you care about discarding, it might do a thing. If if it's a creature, um, Graft Digger's Cage would prevent it from entering from the top of the library. It's like really weird. There's a lot of really weird corner cases for it, um, but it's almost a card that does nothing. I can't believe it's not in the agenda. But I guess it makes sense because it's not a real card. But we have to mention Throat Wolf. Oh, yeah. Okay. Give, give the background on Throat Wolf. In the early days of Magic, before the internet really took off, like old Usenet groups and early internet groups, um, always had a rumor that there was a card in a new set called Throat Wolf. And um, the only consistent things about the Throat Wolf myths were that it had this ability called First to Strike, where it would deal combat damage um, even before creatures with First Strike. And then usually it would have some other convoluted ability. So we finally actually get a Throat Wolf card with First to Strike. And the weird abilities you may cast card name during an opponent's combat phase. And then after each opponent's first combat phase of each turn, there is an additional combat phase. Only card name can attack during that combat phase. And to rep to reinforce that this is a very old card and like a r old joke, it is printed with Summon Wolf, the old way of um, mentioning creature cards. I also wish I knew what card it was printed on. It's something with a V. It's a red card. It's an old frame. I don't know. Also, there's a card, Tybalt the Chaotic. There's a new Tybalt card. All the abilities do a random cast a random spell that does something like random and is printed on uh, Tibble's <laughs> card from uh, War of the Spark. Time Sidewalk is a cute reference to Time Walk. It's a, <laughs> a, a bunch of the skeletons from Time Walk on a sidewalk with the same date over and over and over again because that's essentially what it does. Also, shout out to Steve Sunu in the comms department for doing that art. Steve is great. You should watch him on Weekly MTG. Also, follow him on Twitter for all-star memes. It's all he tweets about. It's not a joke. <laughs> it's very serious. Uh, Underdark Beholder I wanted to mention real quick because it's hilarious. It's an Underdark... It's a, uh, a Beholder in the dark, so all you see are all the eyes of the Beholder. <laughs> 
Watsi, please give us a Forgotten Realms crossover because if you know if you don't know anything about the Forgotten Realms, the Underdark is a place that's where the Drow Elves live. It's it's like underground basically in Forgotten Realms, but there's vast amounts of life in these cave systems where all sorts of manner of creatures and monsters live where even the drow have to stay in their cities because if you're out by yourself in the Underdark, you're, you must be pretty B.A. because it's, it's a dangerous place out there. So, Wait, Brian likes D&D? No, I, I just happen to know that off the top of my head. I have no idea what you're talking about. Detailed information about the geopolitics <laughs> of the Underdark. Uh, so Unicycle is another great card in here. It's a reference to kind of the thought experiment on where the line between an equipment and a vehicle is. Uh, so unicycle is someone riding a unicycle while wielding a unicycle. Uh, and I thought it was just a great idea. You can equip for one or crew it for one. Either way, <laughs> you're going to get it. Uh, the last two cards we want to mention, the first one is Wizened Arbiter, which is just wizened? a great piece of... Wizened? What? Wizened? No, it's... Wizened is how I would... I don't know, Wizen. I don't know. Jesus Christ. It's No, I think I would say Wizened. I don't know. That's Whichever. It's a great piece done by Kelly Hamilton, who doesn't have any other art, art credits, but I, I would assume Kelly is a uh, graphic artist or something of the sort, because that's a, that's a very good piece. Uh, the last piece we're going to talk about today is from Eli Schifrin. Um, and it is Yogmoth's Testament, which features a whole lot of the Phyrexian script, which, as you know, is, if you follow the show regularly, is a, a topic of conversation. Because it's a legitimate script. Like, it's a language, and it's not just a transliteration of English. It is its own language, so to speak. So we're just going to skip over the fact that it it, it, it pairs nicely with Yogmoth's will, as in Yogmoth's will and testament. Right, we're just oh, Brian. I like it. I didn't think about that. Jay, did you not notice that? <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> I'm not a smart man. Okay. 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 And okay. It, it actually combos very nicely with Yogmoth's will, because all those cards that you put into exile after casting Yogmoth's will, you can cast off of Yogmoth's testament. So we've gone back to a long episode today, so let's move on to final thoughts. My final thought is I'm going to be very busy with Pokemon Shield and the new Star Wars game for the next couple weeks. Um, so I will also be busy with Pokemon, but instead of talking about Pokemon, I will mention uh, I got my invite to the Legends of Runeterra early testing stuff. Um, that's uh, Riot's new game based on League of Legends. So I've started playing that. It's really fun. Um, lots of X-Magic people on there. Um, I'm very excited for where this game goes. Um, when it comes out publicly, I'm sure I'll give it a bunch more presses. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I will probably continue playing it. So... Uh, if, if if you go to sign up for the beta, uh, good luck. And uh, when the game's actually out, I, I hope to see some folks on there because it's it's dope. I want to give it a try. There is a lore book that I, Yi Chao uh, worked on. Yep. Uh, and I want to check that out and uh, learn a little bit more about the world. Because the League of Legends game itself is a real turnoff for me. But all this other stuff and art uh, all looks really cool. Yeah, it turns out I like lore. I'm shocked. My final thought is, 
I, I, I really hope that they give us more elves in MTG Arena Historic. They, they gave us Distant Melody, and now I just want Burst Floor Rangers. And if I get Burst Floor Rangers, I, get, I want more elves. Like, it's, it's one of those, if you give a mouse a cookie-like things, I just, I, I want more. I, 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 I want more. Please, Wizards, give me more. So if you, too, want Brian to get to play with more elves, <laughs> I, this doesn't actually segue, but don't worry about it. You can head over to patreon.com slash cast and help support the show today. We can't keep this show running without all y'all's donations. We appreciate you so much. And everyone who supports us gets access to our Discord community. So we're going to be talking all kinds of magic things. Again, we're getting so much closer to Theros. It's very exciting. We're So many of us are nuts about Pokemon right now. You know, Disney Plus just came out. We've been talking The Mandalorian, which was excellent. Uh, we've got a fun little community over there with a lot of great folks. So if, if that's something you would like to be a part of, uh, support is always welcome. We have some other higher tier stuff as well. We do an episode called Pull from the Deep once a month. This is a shorter bonus episode for our uh, for a group of patrons, and uh, that just covers like random topics we won't get to in a regular episode. Um, a lot of personal crusades get into those episodes. <laughs> um, and then uh, at our highest tier, you can be a live listener and listen to us record episodes on Thursday nights around 7, 7.30 Eastern. So that gets you episodes a couple days early and lets you like chat with us before and after and uh, just hang out and like hear all those stuff like at the beginning of this episode when we took like five minutes because we forgot to mark down which cards we wanted to talk about. So oh. <laughs> um, it's a lot of fun. We, we have a blast recording and you can come have a blast when we record too. Thank you all for listening. This has been the Vorthos Cast.